Well, all this talk about the draft has me itching to reveal my next mock draft, so let's get right into it. Here we go with Eddie's Mock Draft 3.0. With the first pick in the NFL Draft, the Cleveland Browns select... Sam Darnold, quarterback, USC. My last mock, I had the Browns taking Josh Allen at number one, but that was just for the argument. I think that Darnold is the guy for Cleveland here, and all the Allen talk is just a smokescreen leading up to the draft. I could totally see John Dorsey laughing with his buddies, drinking a beer, saying, yeah, go tell everyone we're taking Allen, just to throw everyone off. We know Cleveland is taking a QB at number one overall, and the issues with Darnold are far less severe than with Allen. Accuracy is an issue that just sometimes can't be fixed, and a big arm doesn't always translate to success in the NFL. Just ask Jamarcus Russell. With Darnold, his long release can be crafted, and we've seen Jordan Palmer already work with him on that leading up to the draft. Sitting behind Tyrod Taylor for a season can do wonders for a guy that already looks and feels NFL-ready. Let him develop for a year, and he'll have the potential to fill a position that has been vacant for the Browns for far too long. Darnold's the guy. Don't second-guess this one. At number two, we have a trade. The Giants have been looked at as the wild card throughout this entire draft process, and after going back and forth on who they should take at number two, they decide to collect picks and trade out. Trying desperately to move up into the top ten, the Buffalo Bills shoot up the draft board and take Josh Allen, quarterback, Wyoming. There are risks with taking Allen this high, but after getting rid of Tyrod Taylor, the Bills desperately need to figure out the quarterback position. With the Jets picking third, Buffalo wants to jump in front of their division rival and grab the dude with the big arm to sling it in the harsh New York winter weather. The Bills take their chances on Allen to be their guy of the future after his impressive combine and pro day and trust that Sean McDermott will work with him on his accuracy woes. The Bills take a shot at Allen with the second overall pick. I've been pretty consistent in saying that the Jets will draft Josh Rosen with the third pick, and that's not changing this time around. The Jets grab the California kid that will light it up in the Big Apple. Being used to the UCLA spotlight, New York needs to figure out their quarterback issues with Josh McCown and Teddy Bridgewater. With Bridgewater being a toss-up, I think it's a great fit for Rosen to have a guy like McCown in the QB room with him to help him develop and can even play early in the year if the team doesn't feel like he's ready day one, which is a long shot in my mind. When you watch Rosen play, it's clear that he has the prettiest ball out of the bunch. Footwork, ball placement, pretty good arm strength, it's all there. The Jets grab their franchise guy at number three. With the fourth pick, I finally have the Browns taking a guy I've been tiptoeing around this high for some reason. At four, the Browns take Minka Fitzpatrick, safety, Alabama. I've been holding off on this one for far too long now. Minka's a great athlete that would fit right into Greg Williams' defensive scheme in Cleveland, and GM John Dorsey loves to grab guys that can fill more than one role through the draft. After trying to get a guy like this in Jabril Peppers last year, 
the Browns pick up the pieces and find a major upgrade in Minka Fitzpatrick. With the ability to cover the slot, blitz off the edge, and drop back into zone coverage, Minka can do a little bit of everything. It'll be fun to see how he's used in Cleveland on a defense that is in major need of a dynamic athlete. Denver's on the clock at fifth overall, and I'll stay consistent in saying that they'll pick Denzel Ward, corner, Ohio State. After trading away Aqib Tlaib, the Broncos are in the market for a corner who can lock down receivers on the outside in man coverage. Ward is far and away the best at this in a deep draft class and fills a major hole for the Broncos now that Tlaib is gone. Ward will be a great piece in Denver's mile-high defense for years to come. At 6, I have the Colts taking Bradley Chubb, defensive end, NC State. I've heard the rumors that the Browns would like to take Chubb at 4, but with as many needs as they have on both sides of the ball, I don't see them adding to a strength after drafting Miles Garrett with last year's first overall pick. What we do know is that Indianapolis would love for Chubb to fall to 6, and I think that this is a real possibility with all the teams that need a quarterback higher in the draft. The Colts ranked second to last in the league in sacks last season, and Chubb fits the mold to help them turn that around in a hurry. I heard someone say if Garrett and Chubb were in the same draft class, they would have taken Chubb first overall. That's some high praise for a guy that falls all the way to sixth on my board. I don't see him slipping any further. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are up at seven and they take the best player available, Saquon Barkley, running back, Penn State. This could be a sleeper team to snatch Barkley in the top 10. We all know the incredible combine numbers and the athletic ability that has Barkley so highly touted coming out of college, but what people haven't been talking about is the Bucks' need for a running back. They took their chances with Doug Martin, who showed a lot of promise early in his career, but an injury-plagued past couple of years led to Tampa Bay not renewing his contract. Tampa also ranked 27th in overall rushing yards last season before losing Martin, and their leading rusher was Peyton Barber with just 423 yards on the year. Don't be shocked if Tampa grabs Barkley if he's somehow still available at number 7. Chicago's on the clock at number 8. And with protection still available for the young Mitchell Trubisky, the Bears select Quentin Nelson, guard, Notre Dame. The Bears gave up 39 sacks last season, and in the middle of their offensive line, they caved at points while showing they weren't consistently able to keep Mike Glennon or Trubisky upright. If they want their franchise quarterback to last, they need to go out and grab someone to protect him. With one of the safest picks in the draft, Chicago pulls from the Notre Dame pipeline and picks Nelson to go hand-in-hand with Trubisky and the young talent the Bears are developing in the coming years. We have another trade at number 9. I alluded to this last week, and now I'm making it official in my third mock draft. San Francisco trades down after missing out on guys that they liked higher on the board to accumulate draft picks, and New England slides into the bottom half of the top 10 to pick Baker Mayfield, quarterback, Oklahoma, as their heir apparent to Tom Brady. 
deadly accurate, good footwork, a leader's mentality, and a hard work ethic give Mayfield a raw template that the Patriots can mold in the coming years. While his personality may be a little rough around the edges, the Patriot way is the saving grace for Baker as he'll go to the right system and develop as the next quarterback for the Patriots when touchdown Tommy decides to hang him up. This is going to be Josh McDaniel's project in the locker room. The Patriots have always had a younger quarterback backing up Brady and don't think that his age 41 season will be the outlier. Even after his record-breaking 2007 season, the Patriots picked up Kevin O'Connell in the third round of the draft in the event that something happened to Brady. Belichick's always wanted to leave the Patriots in a position to continue winning after his departure, and just because there's whatever going on between him and Brady doesn't change that. In an out-of-character move for the Patriots, they move up to take a quarterback that some may consider to be a changing character for the team. Baker Mayfield becomes a Patriot at number 9. At 10, I'm going to stay put on the Raiders picking Roquan Smith from Georgia. We know that the Raiders need help all over defensively, and John Gruden has been trying to bring in guys who he knows will improve the locker room culture. Outside of being a great athlete that can explode and make plays all over the field, Smith is regarded as one of the best leaders in the draft. Don't think that kind of praise doesn't mean something to a guy like Gruden that's just coming back from a big layoff in his head coaching career. The Raiders grab Roquan Smith at 10 as a guy who can set the tone for the locker room defensively. 